The title to my message tonight is, uh, as Sister Nell was saying, is called A Time of New Beginnings, you know, and I was wondering how many uh, here tonight are ready for some change, you know. Some of you would like to have some new changes in your life, maybe this coming up year, maybe see some new things happening. Well, I believe that the word that the Lord's given me tonight is really going to give you some ideas on how this can take place. Uh, like I said, I'm really excited about sharing this word, and I believe it's going to bless you. And uh, like I said, I really uh, pray that you'll receive it in the manner to which the Lord's given it to me to give to you. Not long ago, I was listening to another minister teach the word, and as she spoke, she began to share something the Lord had spoken into her spirit, and she shared it, and the Lord impressed upon me to write it down and to pass it along. And this is what she heard the Lord say. I want you to listen to this. Treat the devil the same way you treat the Lord. Just don't listen to what he says. I'm going to say that again. Treat the devil the same way you treat the Lord. Just don't do what he says. You know, I want you to think about that for a second, if you will, and just let it soak in for a minute, you know, because I think so many people are always complaining about what the devil is telling them and how often do we listen to the devil and do what he says. You know, when, if you may not understand what, I'm, what I mean by doing what he says, a lot of times the things that we're doing, we think they're our ideas. We think that they're our thoughts. But most of the time, they're not our thoughts and they're not our ideas, especially if they're not good. You know, and so the enemy, if they're good, we know it's the Lord speaking to us. But the enemy, he is very deceitful. And so he places ideas and thoughts into our minds. And so we think that it's good. So we go ahead and do it anyway, when actually, like I said, it's, not, it's coming from Satan. It's not coming from you, and it's not coming from the Lord. So we have to be very careful as to how we listen to what, and to what we hear. And like I said, we so often listen to the devil and what he says instead of having an ear for what God has to say. You know, saints, this is the beginning of a whole new year, and it can be a whole new beginning for you too. Today, we're, we're going to stop listening to the devil. We're going to stop listening to his lies, and we're going to begin this night, this very night, we're going to do as the world does in the new year. We're going to make a New Year's resolution. You know, it's a different kind of resolution. I really, I really don't, I, I do not make New Year's resolutions, uh, really, because I'm led by the Holy Spirit and not by resolutions. But I think we can make an exception tonight. And let me say, before, uh, before I even make it, or make before you even make it, that you can't do it on your own. You're going to need the help of the Holy Spirit. We're going to make a vow tonight to only have an ear to hear what our Father has to say, to hear that still, small voice that we hear from our Lord. We're going to make a vow to stop believing the lies that the devil feeds us. I know that you recognize this. He is a liar, the Bible tells us, and the truth is not in him, according to uh, John 8, 44. He is the father of lies, and he only speaks what comes natural to him. And according to Revelations 12, 10, he is the accuser of the brethren. He's the one that is continuously accusing us. As a matter of fact, saints, let us repeat this together. Let us declare, as you will with me, declare this with me. I am giving myself wholly to the word of God and to the spirit of God. 
I am growing daily in the things of God. And I will never become addicted to spiritual milk. I am a sheep, and I will not follow strange voices. Praise God. You know, in John 10, 4, in the New Living Translation, it says the sheep follow the shepherd because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Jesus says that he is the good shepherd and that he knows his own sheep and his own sheep know him. Praise God. I want to talk to you about where you want to be this time next year. I want to talk about your future and about new beginnings. My question for you tonight is, do you want to be in the same place? Do you want to be in the same situation this time next year? Or do you want something different? You want something better this time next year? Saints, I want you to know that in order not to be in this same place next year, that you're going to have to make some changes. According to Deuteronomy 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 3 says, God told the Israelites, he said, you have roamed around this mountain country long enough. He said, turn northward. In other words, you've been on this mountain long enough, he said, and on this merry-go-round long enough. It's time to get off, he says, and go north. North means to go higher. God wants you to go higher, saints. He wants you to soar, he says, like the eagles. In Isaiah 40, verse 31 in New Living Bible, it says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. If you trust him, he says, you will find new strength. Some of you might feel like that you've been around the mountain, been on this mountain so long that you don't have the strength to try anything new. But God says here that those that trust in him, that you will find new strength. He says, and they will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk, he says, and not faint. In Hebrews 12, uh, verses 1 through 3, in the God Word translation, it says, since we are surrounded by so many examples of faith, he says, we must get rid of everything that slows us down. He said, especially sin that distracts us. And this is some things that I've been having to do. It's, sometimes we have to get rid of things that's not, you know, that's not harmful, that they're good things. It's just that sometimes we have so many things going on, and maybe they're not what God's plan is for us. So we have to cut those loose and follow after the Lord on what his plan is for us. A lot of times people think, well, this is a good thing. And maybe it is a good thing, but it's not a good thing for you. You know, and so we have to keep that in mind. We must run the race that lies ahead of us and never give up. Are you hearing me? And verse 2 says, we must focus on Jesus, the source and goal of our faith. He saw the joy ahead of him, the Bible says, so he endured death on the cross and ignored the disgrace it brought him. He says, and then he received the highest position in heaven, the one next to the throne of God. Verse 3 says, think about Jesus who endured opposition from sinners so that you don't become tired and give up. He endured this. He says he endured opposition from sinners so that we don't become tired and give up. So we don't have to get tired and give up because Jesus endured for us. Are you hearing me? He's already endured for us. In verse 12, 13, it says, So take a grip with your tired hands and strengthen your knees. 
Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. As David tells me, my David, he sometimes he'll tell me, I don't want you to think I'm talking about David in the Bible, I'm talking about David that was back there. <laughs> but as David tells me sometimes to grab myself, you know, to pull myself up by my bootstraps and, and get back over there, you know, and, uh, and I do. <laughs> We're supposed to be obedient, right? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Always to God, always. <laughs> you know, I believe the biggest change that you'll have to make this year in order to have a new change in your life is to lay your tongue on the altar. But I'm going to repeat that. Don't, I believe the biggest change, because this is your biggest hindrance, this is your largest obstacle in your life today and every day, is your tongue. And if you want those changes, you're going to have to lay that tongue on the altar. You need to know that the words coming out of your mouth can and will deliver you. Or that same mouth will keep you in bondage. It really works both ways. Your mouth can deliver you from any addiction. Your words can deliver you from any sickness. Your words can deliver you from any poverty. One of the first things that God delivered me from shortly after becoming a Christian was from smoking cigarettes. I've talked about this before, but I felt like the Lord wanted me to share it again, and I'm sure that some have heard and some haven't. I had smoked for over 30 years, so it was a big addiction in my life. I had to try to quit. I had tried to quit for several years, but really wasn't very successful. I really wanted to quit. But I just couldn't seem to do it. I, I couldn't do it under my own power. There's a lot of people in here tonight and, and some listening online that have been trying to break some addictions in their life. I mean, it may not be smoking or it may not be drinking or drugs. Um, it could be uh, certain TV programs. It could be certain thing, music you listen to. It could be almost anything. But you need to know that you can't do it under your own power. We can't do things under our own power. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to help us. But it was through his word, God's word coming out of my mouth that finally set me free. It was not me, and, and, and I want you to get this, it was not me asking him to take away my desire or my urge for cigarettes. He informed me how to break the habit with his words. And as a new Christian, the Lord began to reveal to me the power of the spoken word and how to apply it to my situation. It was a whole new beginning for me. Actually, it just turned my whole life around, and it, and, it can, and it can be a new beginning for you, too. You know, when you, when you break something that's hindering you, it was a new way of life for me, and it still is today because I'm still practicing the same words that he gave me all those years ago. There may be some habits that you'd like to get rid of, saints. The word works the same for everything. Once I got delivered from cigarettes, I began to speak his word over my body. At that time, I was taking over 150 pills a month, and I was still in pain. There's a lot of us in here tonight that's still taking medication, but they're still in pain. We're still sick. But we don't have to be. You know, we have the healer living on the inside of us right here. And I'm guilty, too. <laughs> you know, we, we all come short of a lot of things that the Lord has promised us and a lot of the things that God has promised and the Bible promises us. So I'm not just preaching to you. I preach to myself too because like I said, we all come short 
And we have so much power and authority living on the inside of us that Christ himself is there, and we don't have to put up with it. We just have to walk in it and believe. It's already ours. All we have to do is believe it and walk in it. Praise God. I had such severe migraines that I couldn't function for days. I had several, I had, uh, like I said, had uh, severe migraines. I suffered from depression to the point where I didn't even want to live. It was an effort for me to even take a shower. God began to show me all these scriptures on the tongue. I believe the first scripture he showed me was in Proverbs 18, 21, where the power of life and death is in the tongue, and you will eat the fruit of it, he says, for death or life. God said, I can speak. He told me, he said, I can speak death over something or I can speak life over it. It's entirely up to me. And I tell you tonight, it's entirely up to you what kind of life you have. It's all up to you as to what you get new in your life this year. You can stay on that same mountain, going around that same mountain, on that same merry-go-round, or you can choose to get off. It's your choice. God gives us free choices. I have to choose. God does not choose for me. He does not choose for anybody. We choose by the words we speak. My husband's as deceased had several of these because he retired in Spain. So they gave him a lot of swords. But I, I brought it because I wanted to demonstrate, you know, what the word says in Hebrews 4.12. God said he uses a sword. God uses a sword to refer to how sharp his word is. And that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm just using a sword to refer to how sharp his word is. He says in his word that his word is sharper than a two-edged sword. And that's sharp. He said, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. He says, it is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and spirit, and of joints, and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purpose of the heart. Hallelujah. He mentions the sword also in Ephesians six seventeen. He says, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The Amplified Bible says, wield the sword of the spirit. Just wheel it. He wants your tongue just going back and forth all the time. Believe it or not, Satan, the only thing that he's fearful of is this. Your tongue. He's fearful of your tongue. He's fearful when you're praising the Lord, and he's fearful when you're speaking God's word, because that's the only thing that will defeat him. That's the only thing that will keep him away from you and off of you is the word of God. Praise the Lord. You know, I want you to think about that. Just get a vision of just how sharp, sharp your words are. You know, when I was going through all of those things, you know, with the different sicknesses in my body, I prayed over my head. I prayed over the allergies, over the depression, and yet I, my head still hurt. How many of you can relate to that? You know, you take stuff and you still don't feel good. It still hurts. You know, sometimes I would be in the bathroom throwing up. And the devil would say, it sure doesn't look like you were healed. I didn't feel healed either. But he, he's always going to remind you, because that's the thought that comes to you. You know, you can be sick and you can throw it up. And he's saying, well, you sure don't, you sure don't look like you're healed. 
And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not feeling very healed. <laughs> you know, but, you know, we can't believe him because, like I said, he is a, he's a liar. You know, saints, he will steal your healing if you will let him. But I knew that I was healed. I knew that when I prayed that God healed me, so I just kept speaking God's word over it every day. I would say words like, God's word works, and it's working. Thank you, Lord. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm not moved by what I think. I'm only moved by what is written and the word of God. And he said, by his stripes, I am healed. So body, I command you to line up with the word of God, and I command you to function as God created you to function. Praise God. You know, in Psalms 8, verse 6 in the English version, it says, you have, you have given him dominion, talking about God has given us, given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, and I think that includes our bodies too. You know, recently, saints, you know, I've been having some difficulty for quite some time with sleeping, and, and so I've had to take some sleeping aid, sleep aids, and David too, but uh, a couple of weeks or so ago, maybe a little longer, the Lord impressed upon me, I don't have to do that either, I mean, I can speak the word, you know, I'm speaking the word over my body every day, you know, just speak to that, and <clears throat> And so even if I take a medication, I take it and mix it with my faith, and, and I confess that I'm healed in that area. I'm healed, and therefore I don't even need the medication, even though I'm taking it. And you say, well, Pastor Joe, that don't make any sense. Well, it does, because you're confessing the Word in spite of what's going on, and I know that it works. I began to say, Lord, I thank you that I am your beloved, and you give your beloved sweet sleep. And I believe I've been healed from the spirit of in, um, insomnia. So therefore, I don't have to take meds to sleep because I am my father's beloved and my, and my father gives me sweet sleep. And when I lay down to rest, I sleep uh, peacefully and in safety in Jesus' name. And so I tell you, it works. Dave and I are sleeping. We are oversleeping. As a matter of fact, we, some mornings we didn't get up to 930 and then didn't want to get up then, you know. <laughs> so I don't know what to do to undo. <laughs> but we did make a decision that uh, when the work days came, we're going to have to make an effort. <laughs> so, so we've been making an effort now. We've got it by 8, so we've got to get on them back down another hour or so. <laughs> God is so awesome. You know, the Word is so awesome. It just works with anything. We just have to be consistent. And, and when I lay down at night, uh, before I go to bed, I, I'm consistent. Like I say that, and then I have David repeat after me. And, and I turn on, I say, repeat this after me. <laughs> and so he repeats it after me, and then he goes to sleep. You know, I don't know if he can remember it all, so he repeats it after me every night. So <laughs> it doesn't matter as long as you're speaking the word. You know, praise God. What am I doing here, saints? I'm choosing to speak his word. I'm choosing to speak life. There is another thing you need to get a revelation about here tonight. We are not supposed to ask. We are to demand in the name of Jesus. We are to demand that spirit of evil or that spirit of infirmity or that spirit of fear or whatever it is that the enemy has put on us. We are to, to demand it to come off in the name of Jesus. So when we speak his word, he is performing it. God says he's performing it. He says if you're speaking words of healing, then his words are bringing healing. It's like I said, if I was speaking about sleep, he was bringing 
what I'm asking for and what I'm confessing. Jeremiah 1.12, God said, I am alert and active, watching over my word, he says, to perform it. In Psalms 103, he says, Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels. How many angels? He said, armies. Armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Let all that I am, he said, praise the Lord. Think about that. Every time you speak of God's word, the angels are there to carry it out. And so is God, according to Jeremiah 1.12. So regardless of what it looks like in the natural, God's word is working. And I believe that is where most Christians run into trouble and where the devil attacks their minds, saints. Because we can't see anything happening, we don't think God hurt us. I've been guilty of that too. You know, there will be times when you will see something immediately. However, I find that sometimes it may take a while. How many times have you planted a seed and seen it come up the next day? You know, I, I think about it when Jesus cursed the fig tree. There was no evidence, was there, until the next day? Because the, the evidence was under the ground. You know, it was, he was working. It was working. But it was cursed. It was dead the moment that Jesus spoke to it. But it wasn't until the next day that his disciples noticed that it was dead. They said, look, Master, the tree that you spoke to yesterday is dead. You know, and then that's when Jesus said, have faith in God. Isn't that what he said? Have faith in God. In other words, he said, have faith in your words. Have faith in what you speak. Praise the Lord. This is where your faith comes in. We can't see anything, but by faith, we believe his word is working. But even though we can't see it, we believe his word is working. Praise God. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, it says, The righteous live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. As a matter of fact, walking by sight is going to cause you to fall. It's going to be just kind of like Peter did when he, he took his eyes off of the Lord. He sank. And that's what's going to happen to us, too, if we take our eyes off the Lord. God showed me in Job 15, 6, he said, how it was us condemning ourselves with our mouths and not him. He said, yes, he said, your own mouth condemns you and not I. Yes, your lips testify against you. In Proverbs 6, 2, he told me how we're snared by their words. He said that we're trapped by the words coming out of our own mouths. How we can keep sickness on our bodies. He told me how we can keep sickness on our bodies with our words and how we can stay broken in light because of our mouths. Brothers and sisters, I began to get a revelation of this truth. At the time I was born again, I only knew a couple of scriptures, mostly John 3.16. I had been going to church for years and years, but I never read the Bible or even listened to much of the Word, which goes to show you can be in church every week and sit on the front pew and still not be familiar with the Word of God. You can even be a tongue talker and still not be, and still be speaking words of death and still not have a relationship with our Lord. Going to church alone will not guarantee you a relationship with the Lord, but getting into His Word and becoming a doer of it will, according to James 1.22. Are you hearing me? 
This should be a year of new beginnings for all of you. It should be a year of getting into the word and becoming a doer of it. It should be a year of great harvest. It should be a year of deliverance and breakthroughs. Let this be a year of speaking his word and praising him, giving him all the glory, saints. I began to read about how powerful his word is. I began to speak his word over everything. I spoke to sickness, pain, debts, you name it. I spoke to it and I still do. Saints, we can take God's word and apply it to any situation in our life. It doesn't matter what it is. God has a word for it. If you're sick in your body, he has a word, according to 1 Peter 2.24. If you need a job, he has a word for you. If you need a promotion, he has it. He tells you in Psalm 75.6 that he is the one that promotes. He's the one that lifts up one and puts down another. So he's the one that really that gives us the promotions and not man. Remember, we sow with the words of our mouths. God is not liking in words for us, and he's not keeping anything from us. We, we don't always go to him with our problems. I know that. I don't always either. We don't always give the Lord the opportunity to help us. As a matter of fact, most of us try to do it ourselves first. Kind of like a small kid trying to put his clothes on or tie his shoes. After a few attempts, and when all else fails, we seek him. We, see the, we seek the hand of the Lord. It should be the other way around. It should be him first. It should always be him first. In Luke 12, 31, it says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you anything that you need. He says, So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Hallelujah. I know that I've shared this testimony before, but I'd like to share it again. I'm sure there are new listeners that have not heard it. I remember 20 years ago when my husband passed away and how the bills just kept coming in. Some of you can probably relate to that, especially the first of the year. The bills just kept coming in. They just keep piling up, getting higher and higher. I prayed over them and nothing happened. But then God, praise God. Hallelujah. He gave me a word, a rhema word. He gave me a golden nugget. Praise God. The Lord gave me 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. It says, This is about the widow woman whose husband had died and how the creditors had come to take her two sons for the dead. And I'm not going to read all those verses to you, but when most of us are familiar with uh, how she cried out to the prophet Elijah for help and how he came to help her and wanted to know what she had in her hands, you know, and we know that he, she borrowed all these uh, containers and he filled it up with oil and she paid off her debts and everything. The Lord said that the hospital was my creditor. The Lord told me some things to do and I did them. Saints, it's very important to be obedient, to do as the Lord asks you no matter what it sounds like. A friend had come to me for help soon after his death on a Wednesday or a Thursday, not sure. At the time she came and asked for help, I had no idea of how I was going to survive and what I had to survive on. I did what the Lord impressed upon me to do. I loaned her the money. And shortly after that, the Lord impressed upon me the following Sunday to cancel her debt, and I did. Her debt was $500. Mine was 100000 Mine was canceled on Monday. As I was writing this testimony, the Lord impressed upon me that it was canceled the same day. He said, for it takes a few days for the mail to arrive. I got it on Monday, but it was canceled on Thursday. The moment I acted on the word, the moment that you act on the word is the moment that it happens. Praise God. Are you hearing me? Think about that for a second. 
just how powerful his words are, what you can do if you would just act on his word. Paul said in Acts 27, he said, I believe God and I believe it will be just as he said. Hallelujah. We need to strive to get to this place in our faith. Saints, you will need a spirit of determination. For if you're determined enough, there are no devils in hell or person that will be able to keep you from the blessings of God or keep you from fulfilling your purpose. But you'll need to be consistent in agreeing with God and acting on His Word, and you will need to obey God's Word and do what it tells you to do. And for starters, you'll need to give more attention to God's Word than you give to your circumstances or to what the world has to say. You can't be paying attention to what the world says. In other words, you have to make God bigger than your problem. I found myself today listening to some things about the world and what's going on, and I thought, Later, I repented of it, and I said, Lord, here I am listening to this. I need to be focused on the things above and not on the things around me. You're going to have to press forward now and do like Paul and not look back. Philippians 3.14, Paul said, I don't look back. He said, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. For if you don't press forward, saints, you will end up in the same place next year, going around that same old mountain, that same old merry-go-round, like I said in Deuteronomy 2, where God told him, he said, you have run around this mountain country long enough. He said, turn northward. As I said before, north means to go higher. He wants you to soar like the eagles does above your storms. I did a message once called Soaring Above the Storm. You know, our Father does not want you going around the same old mountain, maybe working that same old job, suffering from the same pain or suffering from the same disease. God is doing a new thing, saints. If you will let go of the past things, he says in Isaiah 42, he said, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they bring forth, I, he said, before they spring forth, I will tell you. And he wants to do a new thing in your life too. My question to you again, do you want to be in the same place next year at this time in your life or are you willing to make the necessary changes so you can be in a different place in your spiritual life, your jobs, your relationships, etc.? And as I said before, God likens us to eagles, brothers and sisters. He wants us to soar higher. He wants you to be successful. In Isaiah 40, he said, But those that trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And let's read that same verse coming from the Amplified Bible. It says, Those that wait for the Lord who expect. Are you expecting out there? Praise God, I am. <laughs> he said, Who expect and look for and hope in Him. They shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up to the sun, and they shall walk and not faint or become tired. We have talked about how we need to make God bigger than our problem, and the way we do this, saints, is to focus on what the Word of God has to say about what's going, what we're going through. There are scriptures on healing. There are scriptures on finances. There are scriptures on broken marriages, promotions on your job, as I said earlier. In Isaiah 40, 28, he says, Have you not known? And that's a question mark. Have you not heard? He said, that's a question mark. The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not faint, he says, or grow weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Hallelujah. He said he gives power to the faint and the weary. 
And to him who has no might, he increases strength, causing it to multiply and making it to abound. I'll close with these words. God has a word for you today, and he's, always, and he's going, always going to back up that word. We just have to find the word and give it back to him. In Isaiah 43, 26, he said, Put me in remembrance. Remind me of your merits. Let us plead and argue together that you may be justified and proved right. In other words, so he can plead your case with you. And that was what I was doing earlier, talking about sleeping and being, uh, being my father's beloved. I was giving him back his word. That's what I mean. That he is my beloved and he gives me sweet sleep. And, and so he backs his word up. So he began to give me sweet sleep. I confessed it and he gave it to me. So you understand what I'm saying? That's what I mean when I say pick up the word and give it back to him. He has instructed us to speak to the mountain according to Matthew, Mark eleven twenty three. Remember, he said, whatever he saith, he's telling you to speak. He didn't say that he would speak for you. He said, you say. That's you. That you means me and you. Okay? It doesn't mean God. He's also told us to call those things to be not as though they are. You'll find that in Romans 4, 17. Call means to summons. This is very important. Call means to summons. So when we're calling things, we're really summoning them. We're going to, we're going to have to stop summoning up those things that we don't want and begin summoning up the things that we do want. Do you agree with me on that? Think of it like this. Some of you have been summoned to court, perhaps to serve on the jury or be a witness. And when you got summoned, you didn't have any choice but to go. If you didn't go, they'd come and get you and lock you up. You had to go. So think of that when you're summoning up. And when you get some, um, and that is the way it is with the word of God, brothers and sisters. When we speak God's word and call those things that be not, we're summoning these things to things that we're calling. We're summoning them. They have to come. He said his word would not return unto him void, according to Isaiah 55, 11. He said they will not return without producing any effect, but accomplish that which he pleased and purposed, praise the Lord. The same way that you summon up things that you don't want, the negative words that you speak, you also summon up the things of God by agreeing with him. We could take a quick inventory and we could see what you've been summoning, I heard a minister friend of mine say once that he could talk with someone just a few minutes and tell what they have been planting or what you might be summoning, and I can too, and I'm sure Pastor Larry and him can too. I'm no different from them. I'm no different from most. You know, I've been, uh, I, have, I have had to speak to my share of mountains, cast out a few demons. I've had tons of opportunities to be fearful and still do. Opportunities to doubt God's word. But I pray this time next year that all of you listening will be soaring with the eagles on a higher level, for God likens you to an eagle. An eagle soars above the storm, and with God on your side, you can soar too. Praise God. You know, when this attack attacked me tonight, I wanted to sit down, I wanted to quit and say, let me do this again some other time. But we can't always quit. And things that God gives us to do don't always go smoothly. 
everybody, or somebody, or not everybody, but a lot of people think that if God's given you something to do, it's going to go smoothly. But that's not true. As a matter of fact, when the Lord gives you something to do, the enemy is going to fight you. And he interrupted my message a lot tonight. But I really pray that you got the parts that he wanted you to get and that you were blessed by the words that you got. The point is, he wants you, in order to get those changes that you want in your life, is to seek him more and stay in his word more, be more obedient, let focus more on the things to focus more on the things of the uh, above and less on the things of the world. As a matter of fact, he tells us to be babies in the things of the world, but be giants in his word. You know, so don't let him scare you off just because everything don't go the way that you want it. Also, I'd like to uh, remind you that we uh, stand in prayer for our friend Kevin. He's having some tests tomorrow. He's doing some things today, so he had to be in Richmond for the test, but he's having tests tomorrow. He had some Wednesday, and they always came back good, so we had a lot of prayer going up for him. So let's make sure that we keep him in my prayers, and that I'm, I, by faith, I believe that tomorrow those reports are going to be good, too. So I'm confident that God's going to take care of that. Father, I thank you so much. I thank you, Lord, for courage. I thank you for strength. I thank you, Father, for all those that are listening online. I thank you for all those that are sitting in the congregation tonight. I pray, Father, for those that you have blessed and you've given them. Everyone has a calling on their life. Everyone is anointed to do something. Maybe they're not anointed to stand in the pulpit or to sing, but they're anointed. So, Father, I pray that they'll get off that merry-go-round that they've been on or, 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 or just stop going around that same mountain, still doing the same things over and over and over, but yet nothing is. everything remains the same, nothing changes. Sometimes, Father... People wonder why nothing changes, but it's not changing because they're going around the same mountain. They've got to get off the mountain. They've got to get off the merry-go-round, and they've got to start doing the things that will bring the change. And so, Father God, I pray tonight with all my heart that they heard this word and that they will be blessed by it and that they will remember that and they will not stay in the same place. And this time next year, there will be changes in their lives, Lord, and they'll be giving testimony to you and glorifying your name for you, Father God, are the one that's going to bring it. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen.